Welcome once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Here we are on Saturday and Sunday, if you're listening to, and we're happy to be here, folks. We want to let you know this show is going to be jam-packed full of information this week. There's a lot happening right now in the market. We're going to be talking about opportunity because it is knocking right now, and uh, from a contrarian standpoint, the importance of noticing seasonality with gold and silver, why the best opportunities, some of them are right now, and they've fallen into our lap. So we're going to talk about that with Paul, who's here with me, uh, Jeremy's going to come in a little bit later. We have an interview with Terry Hanlon, president of Dillingage, uh, one of our suppliers, and we've got a long-term partnership with uh, with with uh, Dillingage, and they've been very good, and they're experts in the field of physical precious metals. And Terry's going to talk a little bit about storage and the importance, folks. As you know, uh, we offer depository storage. So when you're buying a larger amounts of silver and gold, rather than keep it at home and be unsafe, add it to the depository. He's going to talk a little bit about that, where the metals market is right now, and uh, we're happy to have him here with us. Now, Paul, uh, as people know, they listen to this show for a long time. This is the Real Money Show. We are Guildhall. The number to call throughout the show, folks, if you want to get an investor package or the free newsletter, get on that weekly newsletter. It's full of information about the metals markets. It's also going to be including information about the updated Argyle uh, inventory that we have that we're going to be talking about on this show later in the show. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver We'll use it often. Again, it's one eight seven seven eight silver And our website through the show, if you are able to go online right now and you've got a safe spot to do it or you're home listening, is guildhallwealth.com. There you'll find everything related to Guildhall. You'll be able to request that investor kit. The phone number's there, contact information, our blog, where we do some updated articles that don't typically go out every week with our newsletter. And uh, of course, you can get to our e-store online where you can shop in the comfort of your own home, pick up some product for yourself, and keep stacking. The prices are cheap, Paul. We're talking about uh, gold and silver right now. And for people to really take advantage of this, instead of looking at silver and gold and saying to yourself, well, you know, listen, it's a little bit cheap right now. I'll wait until it gets into full gear or maybe till it gets a little higher. I'm not really interested at this point in time would be forgetting about the importance of seasonality. Seasonality tells us over the last 40 years that there are two opportune times, January and July. And we're in the month of July right now. Opportunity is knocking And from our standpoint, those that have been smart enough, astute enough to take advantage of these dips in price have always done the best. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Darren. I I must apologize to some of our clients as well that we're trying to get through on our e-store yesterday. We did get a lot of business and the e-store went down temporary for about an hour. Uh, It's up right now. And if you go to Guildhall Wealth or GuildhallPreciousMetals.com, you'll see our website is back up on uh, for, for you to purchase, whether it's gold, silver, whether it's bars or coins. Um, the price of silver, actually, and of gold, as we're recording this show on Thursday afternoon, silver's trading round about $15.26 an ounce US. Gold is trading round about twelve sixteen fifty. Um, both metals got beaten up, I would say, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Asia and in Europe. Um, I don't know whether this is anything to do with Trump's uh, speech on uh, Monday with Putin, but central banks have still been buying an awful lot of gold and silver, and 
this, as, as Darren said, it's it's a seasonal drop. There's a lot of people away, you know, f- trying to find clients to talk to sometimes. is like being in a witness protection program. It's very hard to get hold of people. Um, we believe that these prices at 15, 26 silver and 12, 16, 50 gold is incredibly low. Um, the stock market for the longest time, you know, we, we believe they're in a bubble, whether you're in real estate, whether you're in uh, the stock market, you know, even if you've been buying marijuana stocks and you've done extremely well, what goes up must come down. And the commodity side, whether it's been uh, copper, whether it's been gold, whether it's been silver, platinum, palladium, have taken a little bit of a hit. And we believe there is more upside than downside. Now, to have gold and silver in your portfolio is a proven thing over thousands of years. Um, we look at ratios of gold to silver. It's normally 16 to 1 ratio. This goes back to biblical times when 16 bits of silver against one you know, piece of gold. Um, in 1971, before uh, Nixon took the gold standard off, we were trading 16 to 1. Silver was actually $2 and gold was trading at $35. Um, we've been as high as $1,920 silver, a gold rather, and around about 49 and change on silver. Um, in 2011, this got sold off. Um, we went back down to around about $35 on silver, and on gold we went down to around about $1,400, $1,500. We believe at these prices today, the market is definitely oversold, and we think there's going to be... Uh, quite a big turnaround over the next few months. Personally, I've been buying gold and silver. I think it's an incredible price. It went on sale. Now, if you want to buy gold and silver, you can have different ways to do it through Guildhall. Um, You can go to our e-store, go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com or go to guildhallwealth.com. Top right-hand corner, you'll see our e-store. Just click on. You can buy 1-ounce, 10-ounce, 100-ounce bars of silver. Uh, You can buy coins, maple leaves, Um, If you're looking at gold, you can buy one ounce gold, one ounce maple leaves, quarter ounce, half ounce, 10 ounce kilo bars of gold. Um, We advise, and you're going to, you know, from listening to Terry Hanlon as well, it's to put your product in a safe, secure, allocated, segregated storage facility. Um, We offer registered plans, retirement plans, TFSA, which we partner with Questrade. All the product is kept at the same depository, which is IDS. Uh, That's where we keep all of our own product. It's available for you to visit. It's a great way to hold product in a depository. If you want to sell product, you don't have to bring it all the way back to the office. You can make a phone call and you can sell on a phone call. Registered accounts. If you've never owned a TFSA, that's a tax-free savings account, this is one of the best ways, and especially these prices with silver trading at around about 15, 25, as I'm just, you know, speaking to you it's just jumped up six cents so 1530 an ounce it's an incredible way you could put 57,500 Canadian if you've never ever made an investment in a TFSA if you have a registered an RRSP even if it's with an uh, another bank or institution you can transfer the product or your account over to Questrade and we could then purchase gold and silver in your RRSP um, we also offer 
allocated physical financing on product. This is where you buy physical product with the bar numbers. The bar numbers are allocated to you. But for example, if silver's trading right now 1530, instead of you buying a thousand ounces with commission in Canadian dollars, around about twenty thousand odd dollars, you only have to put up ten thousand dollars. You'll pay a one-time commission for thirty-six months, which means you can trade in and out as many times as you like without paying one nickel in commissions. Now we look at trading silver. For example, if silver is trading right now at 1530, this is the time to buy it. We get a move in the market of two, three dollars. You can sell some of your product, take some profit off the table, wait for a dip and buy back again at a lower price. This is how you make money buying and trading physical product, whether it's gold or silver. And finally, you know, what we like to do is to be make it easy for people to purchase. So when you're purchasing, there's different ways to pay. We have pre-authorized payment. You can anything over ten thousand dollars. You need a wire transfer. You can use debit through if you come into the, to our office. Um, you can use PayPal. We offer even BitPay if you want to buy gold and silver by using your BitPay. So we try to make it very very simple for you to purchase and own gold and silver. And as I said, I think this is an incredible time to be owning. As we, you know, as I'm talking to you today, you know, we jumped up, you know, around about eight cents on silver and on gold, we've jumped up four dollars. Um, this is the type of moves in volatile markets that we see. And this is how you make money trading gold and silver. All right. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website and Sogo seasonality and as we discuss this topic, you can't help but notice that along with seasonality in these metals markets, you've got headlines galore coming out about the growth of the economy. Now, on the way down to the show today, Paul, we talked about this specifically. Is the general consensus that things are getting better? Do we see the average guy in the street saying, you know what, I'll put away the credit card this month to pay cash because I got more in my pocket? Or are we seeing a very small percentage have a larger impact on the overall economy. My belief is that's the latter, that in fact, there's a very small percentage of people who have done very well in the last five, six, seven years, while the rest of uh, the investor base has really just come back to even, if even there. And when you look at the grand scheme of things, you can't help but notice that when you talk about things like uh, corporate earnings and, and a lot of what's happening in the, the global uh, macroeconomic picture, there's a lot of things that are happening that didn't occur back in 2008 or prior to then. That's when we were putting money in our pocket. That's when we were able to go out and buy houses and pay more cash for things. But right now, we're living off borrowed time. And as you said earlier, the markets are due for correction. We've not had uh, an economic period of uh, growth last this long in a very significant amount of time. And that's a lot of what that is, is the sweeping under the rug of the real truth about where we stand in the economy. It's it's not as good as they look, and our opinion is that you need to have this type of insurance in your portfolio. We don't know the day. We don't know the time, folks. We can tell you that we are more than confident the price of silver and gold will hit all-time highs in the next few years, but we don't know whether it'll happen today or tomorrow. So as you've always said, Paul, being one month or three months or even a year early is better than being one day too late when it comes to these markets, especially when you're being handed silver at the cost of production. Absolutely. And this is one of the things like this morning, silver hit a low of 1519. You know, as 
I, we're talking right now. Silver, uh, I said, was fifteen twenty-six. It's just hit fifteen thirty-six. It's up a dime. Um, what happens in these markets when you see a dip? You have to buy. As you said, you know, ten percent of the people make ninety percent of the money. If you're listening to the show. Are you one of the 10% where the stock market has gone crazy, where the real estate market has gone crazy, cryptocurrencies have gone crazy, marijuana stocks are doing, you know, incredible? Uh, are you one of, are in one of these four different categories that have done extremely well? Most people I talk to are living paycheck to paycheck. The wealthy ones are wealthy and getting more wealthy, but it always works out that way. Money goes to money, and it will never, ever change because whether you have financial advisors, whether you study yourself and do the work, you know, we do the work on talking to different people in the industry. We talk to a lot of people that have been in the gold and silver business, you know, for 30, 40 years. They understand the markets. You know, this morning, you know, the market got smashed down. It's no reason to panic. You have to rub your hands together and say, great, it's a buying opportunity. I love when markets are volatile. This is when you make money in the market. So again, if you're listening to the show, if you've never purchased gold or silver, we're not telling you to go out and put every nickel that you have into it because we think, you know, gold one day can go to $10,000 and silver could go to over $100. It will happen eventually. It you know, we saw silver go from $2 to $49. We saw gold go from $35 to $1,920. Will it happen again? We believe so because history does repeat itself. So this is a great opportunity to get into the market. You know, by the time this airs on on Saturday or Sunday, you know, silver and gold could be up extensively. We watch the markets all the time. We specialize in gold, silver, and natural fancy color diamonds. This is what we trade in. Um, we have our skin in the game. We believe in gold and silver and natural fancy color diamonds. And for us to try to convince you, you have to convince yourself. If you look at your currency, if you look where your wealth is being confiscated. Inflation will confiscate your wealth, your hard-earned capital. Everybody out there has some type of insurance, whether it's life insurance, health insurance, car insurance, home insurance. You know, you don't want to claim on any of these things, but you still pay that monthly amount to have those insurance. What you have with gold and silver is an insurance policy. Even though we're down on gold over the last, Darren, how many years? Maybe 10, 15 years? It's still up 7 8% a year on gold? Well, it's actually more than that, Paul. It's actually around 15% average since 2002. We're still up. So, so despite that happening, that is the case. And a lot of the good news is being swept under the rug. Fundamentally, we haven't changed. We'll talk more about that. But first, when we go to break, we're going to, let's first give out the numbers, one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. We want you to get into that. We certainly want you to buy. Uh, but before we go to break, Paul, um, clearly we, we have some important things to talk about and discuss about these markets. But what's on everybody's mind in our office right now is not only gold and silver and the importance of buying there, but also where we're at with these Argyle diamonds. This is huge. and it's, it's yeah, I just want to say one thing. You know, gold is down about 7% year to date. Silver's down about 9% year to date almost. That means it's got more upside than downside. And folks, if you're like us, you can't stand passing up on a bargain. Silver and gold represent the best bargains I've seen year to date. 
there's not much in the way of downside here and there's a ton of upside potential. Gold and silver could easily be 10, 15% higher by year's end and nobody would blink an eye in our community. So if you want to get in there, again, the number to call one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. When we come back from break, we're going to be interviewing Terry Hanlon. Jeremy's got an interview with him and uh, we'll be talking about storage, in particular his take on the markets and Terry Hanlon is the president of Dilling Gage. And he's in contact with all the world's mints, so he knows physical bullion, folks. You won't want to miss this interview when we come back. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, and you are listening on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Today on The Real Money Show, we have the pleasure of speaking with Terry Hanlon, President and CEO, Head of Operations at Dilling Gage, Precious Metals Operations out of Texas in the U.S., Terry has been working very closely with the world's major mints and is a frequently called upon guest by gold and silver councils the world over for market and product evaluations. He is regarded as one of the world's leading experts on matters involving precious metals and gold coins and is frequently quoted by trade and financial publications around the world. Dylan Gage maintains inventories in over 20 countries worldwide and they have partnerships with all the major mints globally. We want to welcome to the show, Terry Hanlon. Terry Hanlon, thank you so much for joining us here on The Real Money Show. It's, uh, it's great to talk to you. You know, one of, one of the things I, I enjoy about our conversations that we have when you come to Toronto is your realism towards the market, a sense that gold will always just be there. And I guess that comes from part of your 35 years experience in the market that I find that you rise above the day-to-day gyrations of the market. But Dylan Gage maintains inventories uh, across 20 countries worldwide, partnerships with major mints. How do you see the role of precious metals in portfolios and if that, if that trend has been changing over time? Well, I, I think the realization of um, the role that precious metals plays was embedded in the the older generation, those who were over 60. They understood it because they endured um, um, the fluctuation in currencies through wars and, and those issues. And then as life changed and, and generations grew older, um, you know, somewhere in between the, the millennials and um, those at the over 60 range, it didn't really get the understanding of metals so much because the economy was great everywhere and everybody got it. But on an international basis, mostly I would say focused in Asia since I spent quite a bit of time there, you deal with economies that have always understood what the role of precious metals um, represents, and that is uh, an alternative to currencies. So it's the insurance policy, which is what it always has been, what it should always be in everybody's mind. Um, something that I tell people um, probably more than anything else is that you have to realize that gold is not a price. Gold is a value. So regardless of what the price is for gold, whether it's $300 or $1,300, it still accomplishes the same thing. The buying power is always the same because that price is derived on the basis of where the economy is. 
a great economy, gold goes down in price, but it still has the same buying power. Economy gets bad, gold goes up, it still has the same value, whether it was 300 or 13 to buy the same thing. So I try to get that point across to um, to dealers with whom we deal on uh, in, in North America, and uh, I think Europeans certainly understand it well because they've dealt with so many currency issues, and of course the Asians understand it because of massive currency fluctuations. And then again, um, South and Central Americans uh, understand it very well. And, and ironically, most of the South and Central American countries um, prefer to make precious metals unattainable to their um, citizens because they know that when the currencies get bad, that they, they can control their population better unless those people own precious metals and then they've bought into freedom there. So it, it plays an interesting role. I think that more people are starting to understand that because of the Internet. I think people read more. Uh, they get current information immediately, more so than ever. And so I start to see that um, people are participating in precious metals more today than they were 10 years ago. And a good example of that um, is reflected in the retirement accounts. So the um, retirement accounts have grown uh, tremendously. I would say in one single area of uh, the quickest growth, it's that. And so the, the whole procedure for um, owning precious metals and putting that in your retirement account through Guildhall and the relationship that we at Dillingage have to provide that um, digital service to you to make that simple to your customer um, has really shown uh, tremendous growth, as you've seen in the last two years. And I think part of that as well, because you're, you're totally right, there, it's been tremendous growth. We've seen people wanting to protect their portfolio for their retirement. I think they also see an opportunity in the market. Um, but I think part of that is this demand for actual physical product within the RSPs in Canada, the IRA in, in the U.S., which they've done for quite some time, which I think is part of the reason we were able to, with, with Dylan Gage partnership, to be able to replicate that here in Canada for, for Canadians. Part of the reason that we're seeing this trend is is towards physical. And I was wondering if you can talk about that a little bit from your perspective. Again, you're dealing in the physical market. You're not dealing in certificates and whatnot. Why do you think there's a trend towards the physical? Is it similar to what you were saying about Central America and there's an independence there? Yeah, I mean, look, people people see and hear all the things that happen, good and bad, but it mostly news is News is built to be bad as it's delivered. It's more impact and, it, and the stations get more attention. So the focus at the end um, is how does that affect me? And so people have seen that um, the manipulation and control of their money by governments, um, I don't know that it's changed much. It's just become 
more obvious, more, more available information-wise, and so they become concerned about it. So the, the whole emphasis on physical is liquidity. Um, recently in the last, last two years, as the stock market goes up and people sell their precious metals because they want to jump on the bandwagon and make money on the stock market, and the same thing happens when the stock market starts to drop, and I'm talking about fund and fund managers followed by uh, investors, they all want to go back and forth and jump on the wagon that's making money. So liquidity has proven to be much better, much quicker. Uh, I don't know about safer, but in most cases safer than um, paper products, uh, in, including exchange-traded funds, the ETFs. You can liquidate those, but you can't liquidate those in the increments that you can on physical metal. So owning the physical metal gives you a lot of control in terms of size of liquidity, uh, immediate availability to product, and liquidity is always there on the physical side. There's always a demand for physical side, uh, for physical metal, and there are enough locations to be able to sell that quicker. So um, people are just more aware that, that all of those benefits exist with the ownership of physical metal. And I think that uh, part of that liquidity, something that we talk about with uh, investors a lot is having it, having it stored in a depository because therefore you don't have to worry about putting it into a, into a car, getting it out of a safety deposit box and, and returning it to market. Whereas with a depository, you're just picking up the phone you're you're being able to liquidate that product immediately. What are some of the pitfalls in your mind that people people fall into when they're looking at at acquiring precious metals and and different types of storage that are out there? Because there's obviously a lot more different. St- there's more variety of storage than you would think. Yeah, I think <clears throat> people have to ask a few simple questions when it comes to storage. So there are certainly internet and um, internet dealers who are providing the metal, selling the metal, and offering storage within their location. Um, so most of those people are not built to be in the storage business. Um, our facility, for instance, in Toronto, uh, is utilized by everyone from uh, from banks. To, to sovereign mints, to private individuals, it's easy enough to ask the question, what are your credentials? Um, does the government endorse storage with you? So people have to ask a few simple questions. And quite honestly, the use of, of Internet um, is probably the simplest way to get to the bottom of finding finding out about the history of where you're storing metal. So you want to know that you're storing in a location that is um, insured properly. It's structured that for um, safety and control and security and that it is utilized and recognized by multiple dealers and government organizations. All of that is pretty easy to find out. Uh, and then uh, ease of access of your product. 
one of the great things about putting product into a depository is that you don't want to expose yourself with leaving too much at home. I mean, you don't you don't uh, have stacks of cash stuffed in drawers at home, and and the same thing applies to precious metals. I don't think that um, keeping some is a bad idea, but storage in a vault uh, is very cheap. It's uh, the cost of that, which includes insurance, is makes it trouble-free. Uh, the security is there, so you don't have to worry. I mean, honestly, if the building um, burnt to the ground, the interesting thing about precious metals is that it only melts. It's still valuable. <laughs> um, uh, you know, that isn't what happens, but the reality is it doesn't burn up and then you have to figure out how to replace it. It's it's there. Um, it can be bought and sold within the depository. It can be transferred to another account. So if someone is storing at IDS in Toronto, for instance, and they want to sell it, they could sell it to you and it could be transferred to your account and it doesn't even have to leave the building and it could be liquidated. You can get confirmation of it, you can pay them for the metal and the whole transaction takes place in minutes. Um, so there are just too many good reasons to store in a location like IDS um, that has the credentials and provides the convenience and the safety all in one package. All right, folks, we're going to take a little break here just for a minute, so please stay tuned. And when we come back, we'll get the second half of that interview with Terry Hanlon from Dilling Gage and much more. We're going to be talking about diamonds coming up and also about allocated financing, how to get into this market. Take advantage of these dips, folks, because this is what contrarians do out in the world to make real money, and we are The Real Money Show, and you are listening on the Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. All right, welcome back. We're going to get to the second part of our interview interview here on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management uh, with Terry Hanlon, the president and CEO of uh, Dilling Gage. He is uh, well-respected in the metals community and somebody that we've partnered with for a long time now. And uh, it's a pleasure to be able to talk to Terry today and get his thoughts on storage in particular, which is something that we think is very important if you're buying precious metals, understanding why storage is important. So let's get back to that interview with Terry Hanlon. And uh, when we conclude this interview, we'll talk more about uh, what's happening in the diamond market and also a little more about the accounts with Guildhall Wealth Management. It's interesting from our perspective and doing our own research, you know, researching competitors, whatnot, we find that actually acquiring physical bullion and storing physical bullion, there's not a big difference in cost between paper versions um, once you add well, in you different know, exchange. Fact, with, if you do exchange-traded fund, um, you'll find that it's cheaper to buy the physical metal and store it yourself than it is to buy into an ETF uh, because now you're paying brokers um, a, a continuing fee and you're paying for the storage and then you can only liquidate in very large numbers so you can't liquidate in smaller increments and at the end the price is cheaper. Most don't believe that going into it until they do a little homework and then they find out that it is. And so in, in terms of uh, your work within the industry, your contacts and relationships, can you tell us a little bit about 
the feeling of the of the general sector? Uh, is it positive? Is it negative? Are people excited? Are they depressed? What's what's the general feeling in in the in the precious metal sector right now? Well, um, the growth the growth in the industry is really based upon a couple of things. Uh, people's awareness that we talked about a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the whole purpose of precious metals is not for your entire portfolio to be in precious metals. No one who's realistic in our business would ever endorse that. It has to be a portion of your portfolio. So there are so many people who are just now understanding that and, and, and being exposed to that that we see a growth in the business. Um, the, the, the metals market is very active. It, it fluctuates all day long. But again, the important thing for people to learn, which is apparently happening when we see the growth of the business, is that it is a value, not a price. Buying into price is a speculation. If you want to speculate, then you can do that, like any other commodity. But the real reason in my mind to buy it is for the insurance policy, which more people, as witnessed by the increase in business in the retirement side of it, which makes it very easy to monitor when we see the growth there. People are starting to understand that a lot more. So they're not, they're not replacing all of their uh, portfolio with metals. They're, they're just adding metal into their portfolio and getting out of some other assets. Um, so a portion therein uh, is in metals. Do I think uh, there's um, a positive view on what's happening in metals? Worldwide, absolutely. Um, in Europe, for instance, um, the skepticism about the euro um, and uh, certain countries that are always on on the brink uh, of uh, bankruptcy have caused tremendous amount of uh, buying of precious metals. Uh, in Asia, just the ability for the Asian individual, the in- individual investors, to finally own precious metals um, in bar or coin form, China specifically, um, has grown uh, hugely. And it's just because they've always wanted to. Um, they do in their own way. Now it becomes legal. And so the increase in ownership there has grown tremendously. So the business continues to grow. Do you think... Do you, do you think... Do you think that we could see a point where uh, the market is moving so rapidly that there's because we've seen some some supply constrictions in the past? Do you think we could be in a situation where people want to get into the market but they just can't actually acquire the physical because there's just not enough around? Yeah, it happens very quickly. Um, two and a half years ago. Um, that exact situation occurred. You know, we we are authorized distributors for all the world mints. So the Royal Canadian Mint, the U.S. Mint, the Perth Mint in Australia, um, the Australian or the Austrian Mint, 
um, the gold coins of China, the panda, that mint, every one of them ran short of both silver and gold. And actually, there's, the shortages occur more frequently in platinum because there's less platinum um, that is minted, and therefore they run short. So there were shortages by all of those mints uh, just a couple years ago. It's, that part is cyclical. The demand for physical happens. Uh, sometimes that starts from the industrial demand. So when you see growing economies and growing demand for um, silver, for instance, because there are not only continued uses of silver in manufacturing, there, there are new applications that come and then you've got uh, like countries like China where the demand has grown so enormously that suddenly there's a shortage of uh, industrial, uh, or there's a great demand and industrial need, and the, there's a lack of silver coming out of mines uh, to meet the demand on the industrial side. And as soon as that starts happening, then investor products become short because acquiring silver becomes more expensive for the mints. Carrying inventory when the market moves up is more expensive, and everybody's very cautious uh, on the manufacturing side about maintaining. So, yeah, it, it, that happens, Jeremy. It happens. You know, I've been doing this for over 35 years. Um, I, I've seen it happen every couple of years. It's, it's sporadic. You don't know when it's going to come. So buying in a, in a market where um, you have the funds to put money into it when things aren't running wild is the time to do it. And one other thing that makes a big difference um, when investing in precious metals in a hot versus a cold market or a, a neutral market, the premiums are lower in a slower market. When the market gets hot and shortages come, premiums run up. So you end up paying more uh, on a premium basis uh, in a hot market because of the lack of access to uh, the right amount of inventory. And in this case, gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Absolutely. So that, it's a good time to buy now. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. We've noticed that ourselves, especially on gold over, over the last uh, couple of years, that the premiums are definitely lower it's a good time to get in. But you know what, Terry? I know that I could sit here asking you questions all day. Um, and uh, we we are, are so grateful that you took a little bit of time um, from your day to speak with us at The Real Money Show. And uh, we look forward to having you back on. And, and I think we'll be able to get into some more details about uh, storage and uh, see what's going on around the globe with the other mints and, and learn more about your relationships. And again, thank you so much for joining us today. Great. I enjoyed it. Thanks for the invitation. It's great doing business with you, and uh, thanks for letting me speak to your audience. It was a pleasure, and I look forward to doing that again. We look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks. Okay. Uh-huh. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Once again, we want to thank Terry Hanlon, President and Chief Operating Officer of Dillon Gage, for coming and speaking to us today. Dillon Gage maintains inventories in over 20 countries worldwide. They have partnerships with all major mints globally. And we'll remind everyone, if you'd like to listen to this anytime, you can go over to guildhallwealth.com, 
click on The Real Money Show, and there it will be for you to share, hopefully with everyone that you know. And uh, once again, a big thank you to Terry Handlin. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, and you are listening on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm Darren Long, and beside me today is Paul. You just heard from Jeremy with Terry Handlin. Uh, from Dylan Gage, and it's amazing to see what's out there in terms of people's understanding of how bullying gets stored. I've read everything across the full gamut, Paul, from, you know, storage is, is a, a, a falsity, that it's uh, it's bad for you, that you can't get in touch and hold your own product. And I've, and I've read the other side of that, which is that it's the best thing for you. Well, from our perspective, Paul, when you can go and see your own product, it's in your name, how you get the serial numbers, and as Terry said, it's in insured, you can't get much better than that. Not to mention the fact that if you've got product at home and you're sitting on, you know, two or 3,000 ounces of silver, it's not easy to move that product. You get your wheelbarrow and it's like bringing a little kid back and forth a 1,000 ounces. 3,000 I mean, ounces is uh, 210 pounds. That's a so, lot of weight. I mean, you don't want to be left in the lurch when the time comes to sell and take advantage of these higher prices. But uh, folks, if you want to get into that market and you want to have an account which uses that storage, we are experts in that area. And I wouldn't uh, hesitate for one second to tell you that in Canada, I don't think there's a better company that does storage than Guildhall. So we can help you with those storage well, accounts. Well, as, as an example, it costs one-tenth of one percent a month to store and insure your product. You know, if you take a five-year period and if you don't think Gold or silver is going to go up five and a half five percent or five and a half percent in that five year period. You should never own gold or silver or put it in the depository. Of course, silver is trading right now fifteen thirty five five percent of that is around about seventy five cents eighty cents. So silver's got to go to six dollars and fifteen sixteen dollars and fifteen cents. We've come off last actually over the last month. Silver was trading at sixteen ninety one. You know, down to a low of fifteen seventeen. Yes, it's a little volatile, but this product, silver, could easily go back up to $49 where we were in 2011. And I think, you know, paying one-tenth of one percent to ensure and store your product in a safe facility where you get the bar numbers and it's allocated to you is an incredible way of owning physical product. And you can also do that through allocated finance. Why don't you give an example of that, Darren? Well, that's the concept of other people's money. And Paul, quite frankly, this gives a buyer the ability to hold back some firepower for another day, either to cost average or, or to put that money aside for a rainy day for whatever they want. And the idea is very simple. Under normal circumstances, if we were putting bars into the depository and I wanted, let's say, 10 100 ounce Royal Canadian Mint silver bars, my cost would be somewhere around 22,000 Canadian right now. And lots of people have done that. Paul, we've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients that have done that over time. But for those that want to take advantage of other people's money and they would rather risk that money instead of their own, you have the ability to put up as little as, including your commissions, 45% of the total metal value that you're investing in. And that gives you the ability to get 1,000 ounces for not 22,000, but instead for around just a little over $10,000 Canadian. And that is a huge difference because if you do have the ability to use an account like this and you're an investor who has the money on hand, not somebody who's borrowing to invest or using a credit card or a line or using their house as an ATM because this is not for you if you're doing that. But if you are somebody who has the money, a 1,000 ounces for around $10,000 and you own it, you get those 10 ounce 
those 10 100 ounce bars, you get control of the serial numbers, the storage allocated to you. You can buy and sell by phone. It's online, so you can see it updated every second. You can hit refresh as quickly and often as you like, and you get all of your monthly information stored in one place. So it, there's a, a total convenience there. And the best thing about allocated financing, Paul, is that as the market moves up, you're able to do a little bit of selling for yourself and you're able to protect some of that money that you put in that principal and take it out as that market goes along. And ideally over time, as the price of silver rises, the price of gold rises, you're taking back all of that principal to the point that now you're playing with somebody else's money completely and you never put a dollar into the market. Now that could be a very, very good way for a lot of people to make a beautiful return on investment. Now, not only could you get a thousand ounce account, Paul, we did a few this week and uh, uh, a 5,000 ounce account. Really simple. You can get that same 50, 100 ounce silver bars, Royal Canadian Mint in your name. You can go visit your product, see the product. The outlay for that account just a little over 51000 And I mean, it's it's essentially uh, an account that when using the concept of other people's money could make tremendous returns as this market goes higher. And instead, I mean, Paul, talk about the difference. I mean, you don't have to buy a market at, you know, uh, $22 in Canadian terms and wait for it to go to 44 You know, you're buying a market that is basically at $10, so you're going to have to wait for the market to go up only $10. Well, absolutely. Big difference. A, a $10 move, in actual fact, it's not even a $10 move. It's, it's US, seven, right? It's $7.50 US, right. and you virtually doubled your money instead of waiting it to go to $30. And, you know, as we're just talking again, silver's trading now at fifteen forty-one. We've moved up It's the craziness of the market. Cents. That's it. I, you know, I feel bad because this program is going to air on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we could easily be up. Uh, you know, on the weekend, uh, a lot higher than we are right now. But Darren, let's talk about, uh, we're putting out some information this week on the Argyle Pink Diamonds and uh, let's discuss that. Well, Paul, again, it's another another huge area. It's it's super exciting. And listen, we'll be the first to say that diamonds are not for everyone, but for investors, how could you not take the opportunity of a lifetime? Just like when we were staring at silver and looking at it at the cost of production, there are other areas where you can put your money, folks, that if silver gold might not be for you, will still give you a huge return on investment. And Pink diamonds, Paul, Argyle pink diamonds, pink diamonds in general. We get so excited this time of year because, of course, we're talking about the Argyle tender, which comes out every year, starts its rounds in Asia, goes through to the New York market in Australia, and then eventually all the sealed bids end up getting placed. And by the end of October, the bidders know who won one of those if very you, if, few lots. If you were fortunate enough to win something out of the out of the tender. Now, they have the largest pink diamond in the 34-year history of the tender coming in this year. It's uh, going to be an enormous stone. Uh, it's a record-breaking 3.14-carat diamond named the Argyle Alpha, and it's one of only 63 diamonds in the 2008 tender. And it is so rare. You'll never reach the open market. And we've got, as you were just saying, a collection that we've put together. It coincides with this time of year we like to expose. And we're going to be sending out. And if you've already gotten the email, congratulations. You're staring at it. Perhaps you've already seen it. It's just basically a collection of 11 gorgeous uh, Argyle diamonds that we have in our inventory that are available for sale that we'd love for you to come and see. Well, out of those 11 diamonds, you have to... 
tell everybody that the every diamond is VS quality or better. Now, to find a VS quality argyle pink is extremely rare. Um, the diamonds normally come in a clarity of SI1, SI2, uh, I1, I2. That means they come with all types of inclusions. Uh, we buy what we feel is the best of the best in argyle pinks. Um, I have, for example, a 0.72. It's a fancy, vivid, purposely pink VS1 emerald cut. Um, we've got on, a, on the flyer we've just sent out call for price. The reason for it, it's $700,000 US if you would like to purchase that diamond. A diamond of this type of quality is increasing in value on an average. Um, this is from the, from the Colored Diamond Research Foundation. 337% over the last 10 years. It's going up about 35% a year. Now, the Argyle mine is closing in 2011, 2021. When this mine closes, there is no more pinks. The Argyle mine produces 90% of the world's pinks. That's 90%. 10% come from other countries. Now, 90% is only one-tenth of 1% 1 of that mine's total production. Just to give you another quick idea, for every thousand, every million carats of white diamonds mined, you're only going to find a carat of colored. That doesn't mean that it could be, a, when we say color, it could be a black diamond, it could be a brown diamond, which are basically worthless. Then you get into yellows, pinks, blues, greens, reds, oranges. Um, these diamonds are extremely, extremely rare. Now, to find a diamond that is VS quality, that's polished incredibly, um, we have found these in the Argyle diamonds. There is 11 diamonds on this special that we're putting together. Um, some of the diamonds, in actual fact, there's an Argyle pink. Um, it's on for as little as 25000 Um Again, this is an investment that you can't turn down. Well, it'll be a bittersweet ending for the Argyle mine as it does come to close. And beyond the beautiful uh, collection that we have and what we've had in stones over the years is the return on investment, folks. And it's it's bar none. It's second to none. This is a tremendous way to put a dollar into the market and earn 25 30 40 50 $100 back in that dollar invested. Pinks are about 25 to 30 times on average more than whites. And as the weeks go on, we're going to be bringing a lot more news. But to get this report, if you want it by yourself and you missed this week's email, call the number 1-877-8-SILVER or go over to guildhallwealth.com, request an investor package and say specifically you're looking for information on Argyle Pink Diamonds. You want to know more. We're always happy to do that. We're always happy to share this with you folks. And we think that this is a tremendous way to earn return on your invested dollar. I want to thank everybody for listening this week to The Real Money Show. We'll thank Terry Hanlon from Dylan Gage once again. And uh, we'll be talking more about these diamonds and more about silver and gold as the weeks go on here. But uh, once again, you were listening to The Real Money Show this week. We'll talk to you next week. And you were listening on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.